What's up guys, this is Kate Limited. Welcome to episode 5 of Shot Lock to Kingdom Hearts. And uh, you may notice if you're watching the video and not listening to it that um, uh, I am in a different place in my room. I'm just trying out different areas in my room to record just to see which is the best and which works the best for me. The last one was like fine to record in but it was kind of hard to set up because you really couldn't see based on the camera angle but I had a lot of stuff on me like i was sitting on my bed on that one i had like a huge wooden thing on a leg and put my mic on it was kind of annoying uh the setup is a bit easier all i really have is my mic on some box right here and that's really all but uh, before i start the actual episode some like little housekeeping things is first of all i'd like to thank everyone who's been watching or listening to uh, this podcast i really appreciate it i know this podcast wouldn't be you know the best performing thing on my channel and i obviously don't expect it to be that uh one kind of down to the podcast what i've seen is that they don't really do as much in views because obviously they are more long-form content but since it is something that i really love to do and i really want to continue doing hopefully it does you know pick up a bit more but i really appreciate the people who are watching and who are commenting and i'm really surprised that i actually do have audio listeners that's not something i honestly really expected to get any audio listeners i do get like a few here and there and they are you know getting some numbers but it's kind of cool and something i noticed that like most of them are from spotify which i didn't really realize you know people listen to podcasts on that that really never just came to my mind i always thought it was like mainly google podcasts apple podcasts or like you know things like that but thank you guys if you've been uh watching my videos or listening i really appreciate it and if you guys can if you are listening if you guys can give a good rating to this podcast i really appreciate it because that does really help kind of elevate the status of the podcast so it can kind of get into the hands of other people who you know just like browsing their favorite podcast service and hopefully mine could maybe one day show up if it does get enough ratings uh other than that yeah i do have one more thing to say before i start um I, I want to ask you guys if there's any uh segment you guys would want in the show and the reason i was asking this is because one uh well the main reason is the po uh, i have three segments on the show the postings where i talk about kingdom arts news second is um reflecting report where i talk about current aspects of kingdom arts and i've dreamed average where i talk about the future of kingdom arts and one thing that's kind of hard about the show to record is that um the postings is very um time specific so if i want to pre-record my episodes which i do a lot of the times the postings can age really fast so if i pre-record a video a month in advance and then upload it a month or two later the postings the news and it will be you know kind of age and it may be boring to the viewers if they don't really care about my opinion that much and are watching it for the news and because of that it's kind of hard to pre-record sometimes and not even just that there's not new kingdom hearts news or interesting kingdom hearts news all the time or every two weeks is uh you know like how i upload this show so like sometimes the postings isn't really a viable thing to do and rather than just like cutting the postings out of some episodes and just having reflecting reporting and dream dive i was hoping that you guys can maybe su suggest another segment i can add to the show which can maybe be here sometimes or maybe become a permanent segment in the future if you have any idea that comes to your head even if you think it's stupid or it just doesn't make sense i just want some segment that you think could be kind of long running and i can keep doing and even if you think it doesn't make sense just post any idea down below and based off of that i can maybe think about think about another segment which would uh fit into the show better so yeah that's just something i want to say and other than that i think that's all i want to say before the show starts so let's get right into the postings All right, welcome to the postings where I talk about Kingdom Hearts news. It could be new, it could be kind of old, but it's something that I haven't given my opinion on yet. Now, this is going to be news that's focused on Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. And this is news that I kind of, you know, I, I kind of care about. And basically, it's that Nomura spoke on uh, updating Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. And basically, what he's talking about is that they're going to be updating Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, specifically for Japan players, where they're going to be, uh, you know, getting more into the deep story, uh, introducing a new world, and, you know, getting into the more, like, 
like juicy story bits in the story uh, pretty much and he said that he's going to be doing that it's going to be for japan players in a future update that's going to be coming very soon and naturally people ask like what about the global version of kingdom hearts you know what, what about the english audience are we going to be getting the update because so far uh, as a player of the game the story we've been getting updates very scarcely we get updates like maybe every three weeks if we're lucky i think i haven't been playing for like the last month-ish uh right now but usually we don't get that much updates and when we do it's not really anything related to the story it's either like uh, you know like some random adventure in agraba and that's really where we've been for a while now and because of that it, it's, it's been kind of slow it's been kind of boring and people have been wondering when we're gonna you know get back to the main story like with um with Ven and you know the the other dandelions when are we going to get back to them and uh we've gotten kind of conflicting answers because Demora said that Unchained Key is pretty important to the story of Kingdom Hearts 3 and maybe not even important but it, it kind of does influence the story he said that if you're playing Kingdom Hearts 3 you are going to feel the influences of like um uh, Ephemer in the story or Skald in the story I believe that was her name and that's kind of cool. I really, I really can't wait to play Kingdom Hearts 3 and kind of feel those moments. But then again, as global players, we may not even, you know, get to know that because we're not going to get the story on time. Because since the story is coming so slow, apparently someone made a chart of uh, kind of extrapolating how often we're going to get the story. And based on that and comparing it to the Japanese version that we're not going to get back to the main cast until after Kingdom Hearts 3, which would suck. And I'm not really the type to, you know, go online and see the Japan people's story first translated because uh, Nomura said, like, every bit that is translated, you know, officially it matters the spelling of the names matter and everything like that matters and because of that i just i want me personally i want to experience the story um officially and not only that i want to experience it myself one of the main reasons why i like Unchained Key so much is because of the story and pulling it through myself and i don't want to kind of spoil myself early by going through you know fan translated uh japan version of it so it, it's just really it's just kind of a bad, situ bad situation that the global players aren't going to be able to experience that before Kingdom Hearts 3. Hopefully something could change. Um, I don't know why they take so long. I know translating is, you know, like hard and it takes time. But then like for what they have to do, it shouldn't be taking as long as they do. Because I think we're like a hundred quests behind Japan or something like that, which is a huge amount of quests. And based on how slowly the quests come out, that's, that's pretty much like... I feel like like almost a year behind or maybe like six months behind them which is a huge amount it, it shouldn't take that long to translate and even if it does take that long to translate implementing it all that based on this like how it is in the game it shouldn't be that long and even if they did want to catch up to japan i feel like realistically they can either if they maybe had the resources to you know separate another team and only like uh, focus on translating that or maybe even you know putting a halt to things that don't matter to the story that much like say if they had some events planned and they're working on translating that maybe like halt that for the near future and just focus on stories and just give us stories and let us focus on that something like that some system where the global players can you know enjoy the story and be able to take part in what's going to be kingdom hearts 3 and what got a lot of people kind of ticked about this is that you know like i said tomorrow said that it's going to be pretty important to kingdom hearts 3 or at least you're going to see the influences of in kingdom hearts 3 and square enix i believe square enix was streaming kingdom hearts unchained key and people were able to ask questions to the person there uh and uh, they asked, like, you know, how are we going to be able to get the story before Kingdom Hearts 3? And the person there basically said, uh, well, it doesn't matter if you don't get it before Kingdom Hearts 3. It's not important to Kingdom Hearts 3 at all or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And that obviously, you know, got people worried. Like, why is she saying that it's not important? But Namora, the director of the game, is saying that it is important. So I, I believe Kingdom Hearts Insider, I think it was them, you know, reached out to, for, for comment from Square Enix. And I don't think uh, Square Enix has gotten back yet. But hopefully there is some kind of you know resolution to this and hopefully something about it happens um if there's an update i'll probably update it 
hopefully it's kind of hard with these type of videos since you know i do it every two weeks and i do pre-record but at one point hopefully i do cover it because this is something i kind of care about and even though i'm not playing a gen key you know as much right now because i am you know my university started up again so I'm not playing on Jinky as much. I'm in kind of hunger break. Uh, it's something that, you know, I hope happens that the global players get to really experience this too. And it's, it's just kind of annoying that we still have such a big divide between the Japanese version and the English version where really this shouldn't be happening at this point and they should be, you know, going at the same time. I really I really wish Kingdom Hearts Jinky was like another game I play called Dragon Ball Legends on my phone. And what I love about this game is this is a new game. It came out this summer. And the best part about this game is there's literally no difference from what I know between the Japanese version and the English version so like I follow both the Japanese and the English accounts on Twitter for the game and like you're gonna see like uh, the Japanese account like tweet out oh we're getting this new character today then like five minutes later the English account tweets out yes we're getting this account I mean this uh, character today so like every time a new character is added to the Japanese version English gets it right away and the transitions I guess they're just you know they've done it beforehand and then they announce it and because of that we get everything at the same time as the Japanese players and there's no difference and that's just amazing. There shouldn't be a different version. It makes no sense to me that you're giving a different version of the game with different drop rates, with different events, just because of where you are in the world. It just makes little sense to me and it seems like it's such a prehistoric type of practice to take in. And the, I feel like another way they could fix it, which Japanese player may not like, is just kind of halt what's happening in Japan. Like I said, in Dragon Ball Legends, they probably make the event, don't announce it, obviously, translate it to English, and then after everything is done for the Japanese and English players, announce it and then give it out to the players, where it seems like in Kino Sanchen Ki, they make the event for Japan and give it out right away. And like obviously we're gonna be getting it late. We're like really behind. What they should do is think of an event, create it, translate it, and then release it to all the players. And I, f I hope they do get to that point one day. But honestly, I don't have that much faith in the Square Enix North American team. They, it doesn't feel like they've been doing a good job on the app recently with like kind of giving us a more of an equal, uh, you know, experience with the app compared to the Japanese players. One more thing, which is kind of related with this new story, is that we did get something new in this update, which is Classic Kingdom. Uh, Classic Kingdom is basically um, mini-games in uh, Kingdom Hearts Ancient Key, and is going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3 from what we know, and it's basically like this little pocket game device that Sora's going to have in the game, and it gets to play mini-games. And what they did is added added an X-Tress mode in Ancient Key. It's called X-Tress, so it's like the X and a 3. Um, I don't know why it's called that. I, I think it's a pun on extras. I'm not really sure. But um, they have that. That they have that on the main screen of Kingdom Hearts Engine Key, and when you press it, you have so far I think five mini games you could play. And the cool thing about it is there's a limited time event where if you get certain scores in all the games, so if you keep playing the game and add, and add up all your scores, and if it gets to a certain score, you can unlock the chance to get well, you can unlock a code which will give you the starlight in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, that's uh, honestly really cool. I love how the Starlight looks. I love the color scheme of it. It's something I really want. So, you know, I came back to Kingdom Hearts and booted up Classic Kingdom, and I beat the challenge. So I'm going to be getting Starlight for Kingdom Hearts 3. It was honestly faster than I thought. I thought it would be taking me to a week to a month with how much time I have, but it doesn't take that long. If you kind of get a grasp of the games, uh, if the, of all the games, and, and if you kind of get you know decent at it i got like decent at all of them you could just play to them like about five times and you'll get the scores uh that you need to unlock starlight so that's pretty cool i really like this kind of promotion they're having for kingdom Hearts 3 where you can have these you know extra items kingdom Hearts 3 and they're pretty substantial a whole keyblade is pretty cool so hopefully they have more things like that uh some people may not like them if they don't play kingdom Hearts and gen key um may maybe some people don't even have access to one gen key i don't know if they would even be able to run on older phones but uh i think it's a good idea but hopefully they don't add anything too substantial i wouldn't like if they added something so substantial where people who aren't able to play the game or don't play the game wouldn't be able to access it but 
yeah that's all i really wanted to talk about in terms of the news the news uh sorry if it sounded kind of ranty because i do kind of care about this and i just kind of it kind of it's, it's kind of screwy that like we there's still such a big difference between the north american and japanese version but hopefully that gap closes over time but uh yeah let's just go uh, right into the reflecting report now Welcome to the Reflecting Report where I talk about a current aspect of Kingdom Hearts and kind of explain, you know, what I like about it and how it can increase. Now, usually I have some notes that I talk off of in case I forget anything, but for this section, I literally just put one line down because I kind of rushed the notes a bit for this episode and the next episode because, again, I'm in school. I have like a shit ton of deadlines on my calendar and I don't have that much time to write notes. I, I honestly shouldn't be recording right now. I have some readings to catch up on. But uh, in the Reflecting Report, the only thing I have written down is talking about the multiplayer modes that we've had in Kingdom Hearts. And honestly, this is something I want to talk about because multiplayer has been done in Kingdom Hearts in many different ways. Oh no, my notes, they went away. So multiplayer has been done in um, a few ways in Kingdom Hearts. And here I've written uh, the Mirage Arena in Birth by Sleep and the multiplayer uh, version in 3 and 58 over 2 days where you can pick an organization member and, you know, just chill with your friends, go to different missions and play. Now... People may have different opinions on how these modes were. I honestly loved both of them. I loved the uh, online multiplayer version of the Mirage Arena. I used to play with my brother. <coughs> and, sorry, I think I mentioned uh, before that I only used to have one uh, UMD from a PSP for Birth of Sleep. So me and my brother used to play Mirage Arena and just keep switching UMDs for every mission and both play together. It was really fun. I really liked that. You can customize your armor color and play with your own color. The missions were fun. I think I think everything about Mirage Arena was good because it's not a multiplayer mode that's so multiplayer mode. I don't know why I say multiplier. It's not a multiplayer mode that's so substantial that takes too many resources. Like it's not like such a big part of the game, but it's a small enough part of the game where it's pretty fun if you do want to play it. And I think it was a good chunk. And also the multiplayer mode in 358 over two days, I really loved. Uh, whether you like the game or not, uh, that's your opinion. I honestly really loved 358 over two days, and a lot of people didn't like it obviously it does have its problems but one of well, some of my best memories of kingdom hearts are from this game because in high school there was like one or two years where me and my friends used to uh we we had nintendo ds's and what we used to do was take it to school and we had like five to eight friends and we used to go together and play mario kart and uh if my friend didn't have a ds i had three on me which i found like at a thrift store so i used to bring all my ds's give it to them and they used to play and then i used to take it back and we just used to do that every day for like about a year and uh, sometimes uh all of us weren't available and it was just me and like two friends and uh what i did was that on all three of my ds's i had uh one of those rom hack things and i basically loaded 358 over two days on all of them and basically i gave them to my friends and we always we all used to play 350 over two days together and honestly it was really fun they were into kingdom hearts lightly and we just went through missions we played together we had fun experiences i played with my brother too a lot and it was just really fun just playing that with people was just an amazing experience and it was so cool because some of my favorite games ever are local multiplayer or like multiplayer in general games where you get to play with someone and they're with you in real life i'm not a fan of multiplayer games you know like across the world with someone else like voice chatting i don't i'm not really into that that much but playing games where you can you know, the person's right there you could talk to them make jokes and you know like laugh together i really like games like that so when they added something like that in 350 over two days and i was with my friends playing it was like almost a new experience to me because 
Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game, Kingdom Hearts is my favorite series, and since I love local multiplayer games, I've always wanted something like that in Kingdom Hearts. So the fact that I was able to have that experience, you know, the combat of Kingdom Hearts, the mission structure of Kingdom Hearts, and just, you know, do it with my friends, I loved it. So, like, I'm really hoping something like that does come back in the future. I'm not going to go too deep into this part because I'm just supposed to be talking about like, the current aspect of Kingdom Hearts in this segment. But maybe I'll um, go through it in the future, but in a future episode. But really, I love the multiplayer modes. I'm not sure if there was anything else multiplayer in the other Kingdom Hearts games. The Mirage Arena, 358 over two days. I feel like this one that I'm missing. Like, I feel like one of the games maybe might have had, like, a mini game that was multiplayer, which I can't remember. But, like, these two modes, I think, were done very well. Something that really impressed me about 350 over two days was how much character selection you had. I think you had every single organization member. You had Riku. I'm pretty sure you had Sora. It was, it was, it felt so extensive to me, which I just loved it. And like, you actually got to play as characters you never think, you never thought you'd be able to play as. You could play as Axel, you could play as, um, uh, Zexion, you could play as whoever. I, th I think you could play as Xion too, I can't remember, but it was, it was just so good. Imagine like having a game now where you get to play as Axel with like, you know, like the graphics you have now, it'd be amazing. So I hope, hopefully they do add some kind of multiplayer back in Kingdom Hearts 3. I know like Kingdom Hearts 3, they don't have, they don't plan for multiplayer which is 100% okay for me, but if they one day have a free update, or maybe even like, you know, some kind of separate game for multiplayer, like a spin-off where they, you know, have like a separate team to work on that, I would be, I wouldn't be against that, I think it'd be pretty cool, and if they do it right, it'd be pretty fun, because the, you know, these modes in Kingdom Hearts, they're so, they're pretty small, like when you have friends to play with, it's just like a fun experience, and since Kingdom Hearts is my favorite game, I feel like these experiences are like something we don't get enough of, and hopefully we can get more in the future, but uh, yeah, I think that's all I'll talk about, about this, I don't really have a lot of notes on this, like I said, I apologize for that, uh, but yeah, that's all I really want to talk about the multiplayer modes in kingdom hearts and how they were a blast and hopefully they bring them back in the future but other than that let's go to the last segment dream dive Welcome to Dream Dive, where this is a segment where I talk about the future of Kingdom Hearts and I dive into it, let you know why I want it, how it can be. And this one is a pretty vague one, like all my topics in Dream Drive are, and basically it's some kind of mechanic I want in Kingdom Hearts, which is reliant on your um, partners in Kingdom Hearts. So like say, um, in the Toy Story world, your partners are Buzz and Woody, and I want some kind of mechanic in Kingdom Hearts where when you use it, your partners help you in some kind of way now i know we we have something like this which are the reaction commands like we have donald's in kingdom Hearts 2 we have donald's uh rocket thing we have goofy's whirly goof and you know we have other ones with other disney characters but i was thinking like something more substantial uh some ideas i've written down here is that there can be something kind of like dry form-esque where uh as you know when you use dry forms in kingdom Hearts 2 uh depending on the dry form one of your party members goes away so like i, I don't remember like what they are now but like in one of the forms donald goes away another form goofy goes away other forms both of them goes away and basically you're like pretty much what it means is you're harnessing the power and you're using that as power and what i thought would be cool is they had if they had something like that for the disney partners in games so um say you're in uh, toy story there's like some kind of form that takes away woody and buzz and then you have a new outfit kind of based on them it could be a color scheme or whatever and it gives you some kind of power again this is very vague i don't know how this would work at all but again the point of this segment is that you guys could kind of comment on your ideas and how you guys would build on it too but that's pretty much what i was thinking that kind of idea it doesn't even have to be a dry form it could it could maybe even be like uh, the um, 
the D-Link mechanic in uh, Birth by Sleep where uh, pretty much when you've done the world, you've had a good enough friendship with the people where you get the D-Link. And then in other worlds, you can use your D-Link and you get some kind of enhanced ability based on them, whatever it may be. Maybe with uh, Buzz's uh, D-Link, you kind of have some kind of boosting thing with Sora. I, I don't know. Like it could be like every time you hit, you you kind you, maybe you have his jetpack or some shit. I'm just throwing a random crab out there, see what sticks. But like uh, maybe with Woody, if you do something, you get another ability. And basically, uh, the longer you go in the game, you get more dealings. And based on that, you could change your style, your uh, fight style even more. And the reason I'm saying this is because, as we know, as we've seen from Kingdom Hearts three, the combat style is so varied in this game. You have attraction flow, you have your regular combat, obviously you have magic, uh, you have, uh, <clears throat> uh, you have, um, uh, what's the, you have Keyblade Transformations, and with the Keyblade Transformations, I think you have Dry Forms too, apparently, I still don't know a clear answer for that, and, you know, like, we have so much different ways to fight now, we even have things where, like, in the Toy Story world, Sora jumps into the mech and uses that, and we're getting so many different varied ways of playing with Sora, where, if, if you watch me play, you'll see some kind of, uh, gameplay style, and if you watch, you know, some other person play, or yourself play, you'll be playing differently, which I really love, so... If they add something else, even on top of this, where based on the Disney partner, like if it was a dealing thing, you could fight even more different. Or if it was an idea where you could kind of, you know, harness their powers and have some kind of dry form and you could have some other mechanic, that would be awesome. I know this is obviously not going to be Kingdom Hearts 3 probably because we probably would have known, known of it by now because I think we know most of the main mechanics at this point. But again, this segment is supposed to be talking about the future of Kingdom Hearts in general. So this could be like another Kingdom Hearts in the future. But yeah, I feel like a mechanic that you know focuses on disney partners would be cool because it would kind of make them feel more important because personally when i went to replay kingdom hearts 2 again uh, the disney partners i really didn't care about that much so like every time i went to agrabah like say i had aladdin with me i just switched him out with donald so i had donald and goofy with me uh i used to play with goofy and like whoever was a disney world partner but at this point but at this point when I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2, I just kept Donald and Goofy with me because I was just, you know, used to them. I just wanted to have them with me. I don't really care about the Disney partners because they're, even their, like, reaction commands, I didn't really, they were, like, they were, like, good. But, like, I, I was just, I just either used Donald's or Goofy's and I was okay with that. But now with Kingdom Hearts 3, that we can have all the party members, we can have Donald, Goofy, Buzz, and Woody at the same time. Maybe we can have more advanced reaction commands with other partners, which we do, and have more advanced mechanics like that, too. So whatever it may be, I, I, this is just a rough concept I wanted to throw out there. I just want some kind of mechanic, you know, to be based on the Disney partners. And one more thing about this, which I also wrote down, is that what we know so far of Kingdom Hearts 3 and, and Kingdom Hearts games in general is that when we have summons in game, I think, I'm trying to make sure, usually when you have a summon in game, the character that you summon isn't, a, isn't from a world in that game. So like, uh, for example, Kingdom Hearts 2, when you can summon Stitch, his world isn't in Kingdom Hearts 2, and that's basically how the summon works, I think. I think that's how it's explained in world in the world, is where you could summon them because their world fell into the darkness or something like that. And what I kind of want, I don't know how you would explain this in the game, is uh, in the game, maybe instead of getting a D-Link after you beat the world, but you get their summon, so like, you're, you're done Toy Stories world, the toy box, and you're in some other world to just basically uh, summon Woody and Buzz. I don't know how you'd explain that in, in, in the world of Kingdom Hearts, it kind of makes no sense because you know, you're supposed to kind of keep a low profile, you're not supposed to let them know that you're from entirely different worlds, so it would kind of make no sense to have them there, but it's just something I just want to let you guys know, maybe you guys could give a better idea of that because it kind of makes 
zero sense in a way to have him summon but yeah that's pretty much all i have on this topic so that's pretty much all i wanted to say for this episode sorry if it was a shorter episode oh no no it's not a shorter episode at all it's 24 minutes but uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh let me know if you guys have any ideas for future topics that's something i don't really say enough but if you guys have any ideas of any of these segments like if you want me to talk about a certain news story if you have uh a reflecting report idea or if you have a dream dive idea let me know down in the comments below and uh if it's something i really want to talk about i'll talk about it in a future episode but uh yeah so thank you guys for watching remember to let me know if you guys have any other segment ideas you want to replace the postings with for some episodes just so i could you know record these episodes a bit more easier because i want to pre-record these in advance but it's kind of hard to do that when the postings ages so fast so uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode i sang that a lot i remember to like comment subscribe and i'll see you later